uh, appreciate that, those thoughts. And uh, many of the, the thoughts that you brought to us uh, where I plan to and where I'm going to start this morning um, uh, goes hand in hand with it. It's the seventh chapter of the book of Romans. Uh, so Rome, in Romans chapter 7, uh, well, ch- chapter 6 ends, the 23rd verse in chapter 6 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he begins to, in the, I believe in the seventh chapter, he uh, he shows and is is uh, teaching the futility of uh, uh, gaining God's favor and uh, and certainly saving ourselves through the service of the law. Um, and I, I always uh, have a have uh, uh, compassion uh, of the Apostle Paul in preaching these things. I know this is the inspired word of God, uh, but he had to preach uh, to the Romans, to the Hebrews, those that serve the law and try to convince them, show them Jesus Christ. It pointed to Jesus Christ and all, and yet not uh, not insult the law. It's given by God. We'll, get, we'll touch that in a moment, but... Uh, uh, not that he had to walk a fine line. The Apostle Paul never seemed to do that, but he was blessed uh, to to uh, teach this and and preach this. Um, in fact, this seventh chapter begins saying, "Know ye not, brethren? For I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth." Uh, and then he uses a natural example of marriage and, and when a woman's husband dies and so forth, she's no more uh, married uh, to that man. And, and uh, uh, if her husband's dead, she's free from that law. So he uses that, just like Jesus Christ used natural things to try to explain regeneration and, and, and other ways. And still, many times, they, they didn't understand still uh, but so he he goes on here. Um, he says in the fourth verse, so he ties this to to the law itself. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, uh, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Uh, so we're no longer they they were no longer married to the law that and, and so uh, they they now uh, uh, serve Jesus Christ and so in that uh, he doesn't say that was it was all a waste of time I mean this was given by God Himself uh, to them to serve Him and the, the law uh, it, it shined a light on their sin, sins their iniquities their sinfulness uh, and 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 showed them these things and yet none of them uh, could even serve the law they even if they knew this does not give me righteousness. That Christ does, uh, they they still couldn't serve the law adequately. There was only one, and that's Jesus Christ. Uh, <clears throat> six six verse. As I move on, but now we are delivered from the law, 
that being dead, wherein we were held, uh, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in oldness of the letter. So he's uh, he's really preaching and teaching against legalism here, and, he, and, and we'll go a little bit more uh, into that thought uh, uh, there. But uh, we're, we, we're delivered from the law. That law that God gave you, you're delivered from it now. Uh, and, and now there's a new uh, testator. Uh, so now in... Um, and in doing, and then this 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 ties to this uh, in in Hebrews what he was teaching them uh, that not to go back under that that law, uh, but in let me go to Acts the fifteenth uh, <clears throat> chapter of the book of Acts, uh, and I, you're probably aware of what uh, of what this this chapter covers, but in the events here, it's, but it begins and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. Uh, whether they're talking saved here in time by, from something or saved eternally, e- either way, they're, 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 except ye be circumcised, uh, it can't happen. So they're already going back under the law surface, but just part of it, just part of it. Uh, and then Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation uh, with them. Uh, and then in the fifth verse, there rose up a certain sect of the, of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it is needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So, so there is a, a, a problem here. They gathered together in the church at Jerusalem, uh, and and took care of this problem in the in this in the uh, infant church, if you will, uh, but uh, it's worded God words it so aptly here in the tenth verse of this fifteenth chapter of Acts. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, whether uh, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? They're putting a yoke on them. Now, this goes hand in hand. Uh, with uh, really today salvation uh, by works, that you you, you have this uh, this yoke put upon you, that uh, that you have to do <clears throat> this this and this, uh, or you cannot be saved. Just like they were saying with circumcision, you have to be circumcised under the man of, manner of Moses, or you can't be saved. Uh, and and so uh, uh, this goes hand in hand. They they put a yoke on the upon the neck of the disciples here. And the same thing hap- happens today. Uh, we live under the grace of Almighty God and His love, and, and that He sent His Savior uh, to uh, His Son uh, to be our Savior and a Redeemer to save us from our sins. That we wouldn't have this yoke put upon us. Uh, and, and so uh, uh, they believe, though, this here. Now I'm going to jump to Galatians. Uh, Chapter 5, very quickly, and then go back to Romans, uh, Galatians 5. So he states here, Paul says... uh, Well... uh, First, first verse says, he tells him, Stand fast, therefore, 
And you can go back and read what it's there for. Uh, In the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Don't take that yoke upon you. And uh, stand fast in the liberty, the freedom wherewith Christ hath made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Jesus, the same wording here, the yoke of bondage. We're not under that. We're not under the law. Uh, I think it was mentioned uh, a few times last weekend uh, that uh, we're thankful. I don't know if it's Brother Randy or who, uh, but we're so thankful that uh, physically we're not under that law in that uh, we have to serve those in the blood of bulls and goats and, and all that, that, uh, that went into that. I'm thankful for that. I tell you what, grace is much better. Grace is much, much better. Uh, for I testify again to every man that is circumcised uh, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. So the Pharisees, that sect of Pharisees, was saying, okay, you have to be circumcised. And there were some other men there in the church at Jerusalem saying, you've got to be circumcised. Well, then you're bringing them uh, un- and under, uh, in debt to the whole law. You can't just do that, pick and choose. But we're not under any of it. We're not under any of that. We have the freedom, the liberty. We're standing now in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Uh, it says, um, so you're debtor to the whole law. Fourth verse says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. That doesn't mean that if you do that now, you have uh, negated or, or uh, nullified the work of Jesus Christ. No, in your actions, you're saying, okay, I have to follow this. I have to be circumcised, whatever part of the law that they're choosing to follow. Uh, and, and it's as if Christ has, is of no effect to you. Yeah, and so it's either all or, or nothing there. Uh, so uh, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. So those that still thought that I am declared just, I am declared righteous because I serve the law correctly, and they would maybe say to a jot and to a tittle, and that's not true. They didn't do that. But he's saying, if you do that, ye are fallen from grace. Now, there's a very common phrase there, fall, to fall from, fall from grace this, they're not saying that you fall from uh, and, and you're no longer saved by the blood of Christ. You're not, not uh, no, no longer a, one of, a child of God. You've fallen from that grace. Uh, no, it's talking about here in time. You're, you've fallen from that grace, that liberty wherein we live, we stand. So you lose that, uh, uh, and, and now you've got this yoke upon you, and it's not uh, the, the, the one that Jesus Christ says, uh, uh, come all ye that uh, labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Uh, uh, his yoke is light. Well, it is because it's grace. It's that you have none of this to do, uh, but, but we'll see in a moment we do have uh, some things uh, to do. Uh, as I get it really to what the point I had, this is still kind of uh, covering this, this law versus grace. Uh, says, uh, for we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything. Uh, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. He's, t- he's teaching him this thing and drawing it exactly to this law uh, that they that they well know. The Pharisees certainly did. Paul did. Uh, I believe in his uh, his raising and his his teaching. Uh, 
uh, in the Sanhedrin and so forth, uh, which he, he didn't just all of a sudden wipe clean from his mind. He still had that, and that gave him uh, the tools, I believe, he needed to preach and to write these things to these people. That maybe uh, Luke or, or Peter or, or Silas, maybe they didn't have that same insight. But God knew who he was calling when he struck him down on the road to Damascus. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll leave that now. Now back in chapter 7, kind of shifting uh, gears here. <clears throat> in chapter 7, but farther along in the 14th verse, he says, For we, uh, Romans chapter 7 again, For we know that the law is spiritual. He's, Paul's not saying that it's not. It's from God. That law was from God and is from God. Now it's written in our hearts. We have it written in our hearts. We don't have to look at tablets of stone. Uh, but uh, we know these things. But then he says, but I am carnal, sold under sin. The problem wasn't the law. It was us. It was them. It is the problem. God's law was perfect. And you see that. You talked about the, that, uh, that scarlet thread and then that interwoven uh, tapestry and so forth. And that, that law and, and how it all worked together and pointed to Christ, as Brother Roger said. Uh, amen that. Uh, but uh, So the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, uh, sold under sin. Now he goes into this uh, very... Uh, not, not confusing, so and it's not confusing to us, I don't believe. He's, but he, he says, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. That, that could be t- twisted all around. What he's saying, saying here is, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, what, he, what I would do, Paul saying, What I would do, I don't do it. In other words, what he wants to do to serve God, he doesn't do it. There is a battle here. There's a warfare. And the Apostle Paul, in the next several verses, he words that. Now, a psychologist might say he's a schizophrenic or something, but he's just saying this warfare between the old man and the new man uh, is raging within him. That's what we have to battle. The battle eternally of our salvation and and our redemption, our sanctification. Uh, That was done on the cross by Jesus Christ. He was victorious as I preached recently, uh, and we're given that victory. But we still have this warfare within us because we still have sin. You think, well, three Sundays ago you said we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Yeah, part of us. Uh, in, uh, in 1 John 3, I think around the ninth verse or so, it's that we don't continue in sin. And here I'm saying, well, but we do. Well, the outer man, the body, we, we still have sin uh, in us. Uh, but there's a part of us, that soul and spirit, that point that you were born again, uh, it was wiped clean. The blood of Christ was applied to you by the Holy Ghost. Uh, and, and so there is a part of And then the warfare begins. There was no warfare before that. I don't ever remember that point in my life that I wasn't battling, my, fighting myself. Uh, but but it's, it's glorifying to God. But, but even in that, 
when we fail, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, he, uh, uh, aren't you thankful that he is the one that judges us uh, now? And it's not uh, uh, some man, some Pharisee, a uh, Pilate, uh, whoever it may be, uh, a man, uh, because Jesus Christ uh, uh, is this love uh, uh, to us that he uh, came down and redeemed his people, the ones that God gave him. Uh, and uh, then uh, his law, God's law, was written in our, our hearts. Uh, uh, but what I hate, that I do. So that that I shouldn't do, I know I shouldn't do it, I still do it. He's, he's saying this here, Paul is. Uh, then he says, if then I do that, which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, then there is no more that, uh, that I do it, uh, I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. And this is not talking about, uh, uh, well, it's sin within me. It's not me. It's sin. Uh, it's not what he's saying. And also, I'll tell, this kind of goes hand in hand with a couple of Sundays back when I preached on uh, uh, predestination that, that I, I mentioned that many believe that, uh, uh, and I'll just limit it to this, that our good actions when the Apostle Paul was successful uh, in, in this warfare in serving God, that that was predestinated. It's not the case. Uh, uh, our good works were not foreordained by God. And we'll see that uh, in a moment. And if, if, if they were, well, then this battle would not be raging on. And we just, well, uh, we could just go on and live our, our lives. Uh, and so that's that absolute predestination uh, that I w- had mentioned a couple of Sundays uh, back. <clears throat> um, I'm just going to jump so I can wrap this up and go to one last uh, book here in a moment. But in, uh, at the end of this seventh chapter... Well, 21st verse, I think this is such, I, it's so relatable. I find then a law, a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Uh, so even when I do good, evil is right there. Uh, one time when uh, my, uh, I rode with my dad out to, it was the church at Colorado City, out not far from Midland. And Elder Ed Kirkpatrick was a pastor out there at that point. And so I rode out there a long way from Houston at the time. Uh, but um, this, uh, when I would do good, evil is present with me. My dad got up to preach at somewhere. They had invited him out there uh, to preach at their meeting. And uh, so he got up and, and preached. And he made this statement and, and said, all the way up here, I'm, you know, I'm riding along. And, and maybe it was this very verse that he read. I don't, I don't remember. I'm like Roger. I don't remember all the sermons and the details of everything. But he said, but you know what? Satan was right there with me uh, the, the whole time. And I thought, well, I was the only other one in the car with him. Uh, and so uh, and, and Brother Ed got the biggest kick out of that, uh, that, yeah, he Ward, you were the one in the car. And he still smiles to this day when, when he brings that up. But uh, he said, Satan was right there with him. When I do good, evil is present with me. Because I tell you what, evil, wickedness, Satan does not want us to win this warfare. Uh, and 
no matter how much I win or lose in this warfare here, uh, my surety is still Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Uh, that uh, that we are are uh, we have that prayer. We're preserved uh, uh, by the blood of Christ in that. Uh, uh, but we still have this warfare that Paul's talking about here. But then he goes on. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. And maybe sometime I can talk more about this inward and outward man, the old man and new man, that new creature that's created when you're born again and. That warfare begins against the old man, the old creature. Uh, then he's talking about the inward man here. In, uh, so and then he says, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. It's, it's right. This sin is still within us. Then he says, oh, wretched man that I am, uh, who shall deliver me from this, uh, from the body of this death? Uh, so he asked a question. Now, as the seventh chapter ends, there's an answer here. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, so then with uh, the mind, I myself serve the law of God, uh, but with the flesh, the law of sin. It's still there. This warfare is there. And it is. It's, it's like we're, we're battling uh, ourselves. Uh, now, I'm going to jump to uh, Colossians, the third chapter. And if, if there is a, a set of a few verses here, keep trying to grab that glass, uh, a few verses here that prove that the Apostle Paul did not believe or teach or preach absolute predestination, that all of our good acts were foreordained by God. Well, this, this, these are the verses. And I won't read read all of the the verses in their entirety, but it's like the first verse through down around the seventeenth or so. But he begins by saying, "If ye then be risen with Christ." Okay, so if you're a child of God, he's not talking to someone's not a child of God. Well, this would be just a mess and foolishness and confusion to them anyway. They'd scoff at it to those that that are are not uh, born again children of God. So if ye then be risen with Christ, you were represented on the cross. If that be the case, seek those things which are above. Why would he have to tell anybody that if your good works were already foreordained by God? And he said in Romans chapter ten, uh, my my. Uh, uh, Heart's desire and my prayer for Israel is that they be saved from what? From their ignorance. Uh, Brother uh, Philip uh, mentioned that, that, that verse there in uh, in Hebrews that Brother Roger went to that uh, lay aside every weight, every weight that you're carrying, and the sin, singular sin, which so easy it besets you. Uh, and that's he, he says that's the sin of unbelief. Uh, well, unbelief could be these guys saying, well, the Pharisees and, and the others there in the church at Jerusalem say, well, you have to be circumcised to be saved. Uh, and so that's, that's unbelief in Jesus Christ. You're putting him back on the cross uh, there. So anyway, so seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So a second thing here, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. That's helpful. You know, there, there are many places that teach us how do we battle and how, do we, how can we be victorious in this warfare that we're fighting. Uh, 
there's and, and, and so he, this is one of them okay set your affection on things above and you know sometimes these things to me if you think oh this is difficult to do sometimes because uh, I set my affection on things on the earth and so it's difficult but everyone battles the same things nobody is in this alone no one we all battle this thing, and, and, and so it is. But we can do this knowing that Christ sitteth on the right hand of God because his sacrifice was accepted of himself. Then he says, for ye are dead, dead to sin, and, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Uh, then he's in the fifth verse, here's another thing. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. And he lists these things, uh, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, concupiscence, uh, the covetousness, uh, which is idolatry. So he lists these things, and he, so he says, what does he say about this? Mortify those. Just, just kill them. Put them to death. Again, this can be so difficult, uh, but there are blessings in it as well. I was thinking this morning... In many things that, that I experience, if I, if I did not have that peace that God gives us, I couldn't make it. I, I'd, I'd be more confused and chaotic in my mind than Paul was in the seventh chapter of Romans. Uh, I'd be uh, going, and, and that happens sometimes. The anxiety and anxiousness and, and, and so forth. Uh, so then um, he goes on. Uh, <clears throat> In the eighth verse, and here's something else. But now ye also put off all these things. <coughs> Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man. There he is, the old man. You put that off with his deeds. That's a continual thing. It's mortify the deeds of the flesh. You don't do that. I didn't do that. You know, last Thursday, and now, oh, it's done forever. It's constant. You got to mortify the deeds, the put off these things. And then, well, that doesn't sound like too too much fun, too enjoyable. Uh, but in that, we're we're blessed. In that, we're and God is glorified. You want to know your purpose in life? It's to glorify God in whatever we do. That's what that's what we're to do uh, at any time. And so already, and they're making that statement, then I fail at that. That I, I am not victorious every time in that. Uh, when, when I am, I'm so thankful uh, to God because I know who has done that, and it's Jesus Christ. It's, it's the Holy Ghost uh, that dwells within me, Jesus Christ within me through the Spirit. Um, and then he continues, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and read this 10th verse. And have put on, you have, uh, uh, you, you also put uh, off all these things, uh, and, and have put off the old man, uh, and have put on the new man. Wear that, wear, wear that as a, as a garment. Uh, you've been robed with the garment, uh, the robe of salvation, of righteousness by God Almighty. Uh, and so now we are to uh, uh, put on uh, the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And then he talks about neither Greek, Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, and all, as we know. Um, 
So there is a warfare. I'm, I mean, Paul described, you can go back and read all of it, chapter 7 in its entirety. But in that, he led into that in talking about, the, the again, the futility of pleasing God by serving the law. That's done. Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. Uh, Jesus Christ, being God, created the law. And yet he's the author and finisher of our faith. May God bless and keep you is my prayer. Oh. We'll sing a song now.